You're listening to Comedy Central. September 24, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. tonight, a young adult author who is doing amazing things. Jenny Hart is here, everybody! Her book, her book, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, is now a smash hit on Netflix, but she's gonna try to convince us to read the book anyway. But first, (laughs) let's catch up on today's headlines. Breaking news! Robert Mueller's boss, Rod Rosenstein, has been fired by Donald Trump. Or he resigned. (laughs) Or... He's about to resign. (laughs) Or both, or neither. (laughs) Either way, it's breaking news. The breaking news now, CNN can report that the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, is expecting to be fired by President Trump. Rod Rosenstein, NBC News is reporting that he has offered to resign. I want to ask you also to react to the Rod Rosenstein news or we don't know exactly what it is. Is he offering his resignation? Is he resigning? Is he getting fired? I'm, I'm confused why there's so much confusion. And I wish I could help with your confusion, but I too am confused with your confusion as those who are watching right now are so confused. Thank you, news. I am so informed now. (laughs) You realize these people interrupted our day just to tell us that they don't know what's going on. Like, look, even the cameraman is like, I'm so confused, I'm just gonna show you a picture of this car. Here's a car. You guys see the wheels? Yeah. Like, if I wanted to hear people guess what's going on, I would just spend all day at the barber shop. Just be like, yo, I heard Rosenstein got fired. Now I heard that dude resigned to avoid being fired by a president who's clearly trying to obstruct justice. Hey, y'all think Rosenstein could be Jordan? Anyway, it turned out that what happened with Rosenstein was basically nothing. He still has his job, and uh, so do all those news people. In other news, <laughs> next time you take a selfie, you might want to make sure your insurance coverage is up to date. The Los Angeles Times reports hikers chasing likes on Instagram are breaking limbs and needing to be rescued. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department search and rescue teams conducted 681 missions last year. That's a 38% increase since 2013. They say the single largest factor for that increase is people posting videos of extreme activities online. Okay, I know falling off a mountain because you were taking a selfie sounds stupid, but on the other hand, Those rescue pics get mad likes. You gotta admit, you gotta admit, yeah. In my opinion, we should just leave them there. Just be down there like, yeah, what do you think now? I'm afraid of dying. (laughs) It's like, you you, you afraid of dying? Well, not just my phone is about to die. (laughs) And by the way, before people come out trying to judge millennials, don't forget, Van Gogh lost an ear painting a selfie. So this is nothing new. (laughs) All right, and finally, for all those nervous parents, who worry every time they put their kids on the school bus in the morning, you were right. Bringing at the latest now in a school bus driver caught on camera, allowing students as young as 11 to steer the bus. Parents are demanding answers as the driver faces charges. Okay, okay. First, we gotta do, put your foot on the brake. There you go. Do we do this every day? Oh, I'll let you know. Okay, 
What you're looking at is a child behind the wheel of a school bus Thursday, the actual bus driver, Joandra McCaddy, apparently teaching her and two others how to drive it. By the time McCaddy showed up at the school bus barn to pick up her next check, police were there waiting, arresting her and charging her with neglect of a dependent. Wow, she was charged? What a bunch of haters, man. <laughs> Yo, that driver made school fun. You think those kids will ever miss school ever again? Those kids are like, can we do this every day? And as a bonus, it's job training. Huh? Where do you think the next generation of bus drivers is coming from? Not all your kids are going to Harvard, people. <laughs> this is an amazing story. And I know people are like, oh, Trevor, what if they crashed that bus? Well, they didn't, okay? <laughs> so it seems to me like that driver was doing a good job of teaching them. Uh, because also, you read about school bus crashes all the time. How many of those were driven by kids? None, <laughs> so I rest my case. Let's move on to our main story. <laughs> the Supreme Court. Back in the day, the nomination process was as exciting as a Ben Carson audiobook. <laughs> For instance, in the 1800s, when Justice George Shiras was being confirmed, the biggest controversy in his hearing was if he had magical metal claws. But that was then. <laughs> because we're now in week three of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, and the entire country has been shaken up. There's so much drama in these hearings that even the Real Housewives of Atlanta are watching it like, God damn, this is insane. <laughs> and when we last checked in on the story, Brett Kavanaugh had been accused of sexual assault by a woman he knew in high school, which according to the GOP means he's the real victim here. In the very near future, Judge Kavanaugh will be on the United States Supreme Court. Don't get rattled by all of this. We're gonna plow right through it and do our job. What am I supposed to do? Go ahead and ruin this guy's life based on an accusation. I don't know when it happened. I don't know where it happened. I'm just being honest. Unless there's something more, no, I'm not gonna ruin uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh's life over this. Wow, ruin his life? Since when does not being appointed to the Supreme Court count as ruining someone's life? <laughs> Like, Lindsay's acting like if Brett Kavanaugh doesn't get this job, he has to go back to the diamond mines in Sierra Leone. <laughs> either way, either way, Lindsey Graham says that unless there's something more, he's not gonna change his mind. Well, guess what? Something more. Overnight, a second woman coming forward accusing Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct. Deborah Ramirez was a classmate of Brett Kavanaugh's at Yale, and according to The New Yorker, she says she remembers a drunken party where Kavanaugh invaded her personal space as he exposed himself. Kavanaugh, who was also intoxicated, pulled down his pants and exposed himself to her. He then allegedly put his genitals in her face. She accidentally touched them when she pushed him away, uh, something she said she didn't want to have anything to do with. That's right. A second woman has accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct. And if these allegations are true, then there seems to be a pattern of behavior and the GOP's Supreme Court pick is in trouble. Also, I don't understand why guys are still whipping out dicks. I mean, I know this happened a long time ago, but that's my point. Like, why are guys whipping out dicks? No party has ever been made better by a dick being whipped out. No one was ever like, yo, that party was boring, but then a dick came out. And I had the time of my life. Keep it away. Now, Kavanaugh is pushing back, right? He's saying that he never whipped his penis out at that college party. <laughs> and as for the first accuser, he has proof that he wasn't even there. We're just getting some new reporting from the New York Times that Kavanaugh plans to submit a calendar 
from 1982 that he kept uh, with no such party marked on it. Renato, is that a strong piece of evidence? Renato, I'll take it from here. <laughs> if the man has a calendar, then the case is closed. Because everyone knows if it's not on your calendar, then you never did shit. <laughs> Come on, man. A calendar just says what you plan on doing, not what you actually did. It's like a vision board. Like, my calendar says Zumba at 6 a.m. every day, <laughs> all right? But I've never gotten up at that time. Hell, I don't even know what a Zumba is. Is it a bird? <laughs> Sounds like a bird. Zumba! Zumba! I don't know. It's also pretty ballsy that Kavanaugh, as a judge, would bring up an old calendar as his defense, because, like, I wonder if that would hold up in his court. If you were like, Your Honor, I couldn't have done it. You look at my calendar, it says no crimes all day. All day, no crimes. So we good. And now, look, I, like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It feels like most people have already decided the merits of this case based on where they stand politically. Right? And in this climate, that doesn't surprise me. What is interesting is seeing how far some Republicans are willing to take their support. A show of hands, how many of you believe Judge Kavanaugh when he says this didn't happen? I believe him. Believe him I, do. I, I, believe I, him. I do believe him. I, I believe him. This guy has an impeccable reputation. There was nobody, nobody that has spoken ill will about him. Everyone that speaks about him, this guy's an altar boy. You know, a scout, he's, you know, because one woman made an allegation, sorry, I don't buy it. Yes, everyone has spoken well of him, except the people who haven't spoken well of him. <laughs> but I understand what this woman is saying, right? But here's the thing. You don't need to buy her story, but you also don't have to accuse Dr. Ford of being a liar just because you like your boy Brett over here, all right? <laughs> and, I, and I get why you like him. Don't get me wrong, he's a conservative judge, and he looks like a guy who gives postage stamps as Christmas presents, right? <laughs> In fact, he looks less like a party animal and more like the dad who would call the cops on the party animal. I get it. And you may know him as a Boy Scout, but don't forget, Kavanaugh's college roommate says that he was frequently, incoherently drunk. So there's another side of him. There's a possibility that he did some of these things. And maybe he was so drunk that he forgot. Though, according to some Republicans, even if it did happen, it's time to move on. But in the grand scheme of things, my goodness, you, there was no intercourse. There was maybe a touch. Right. Can we really? 36 <laughs> years later, she's no, still stuck on that? Off. Had it happened? Wow. Wow, maybe a touch? That's a novel way to describe a guy pinning a 15-year-old girl to a bed and putting his hand over her mouth. Like, she makes it sound like Kavanaugh trapped her in a room just to brush some lint off her shoulder. <laughs> no, I'm, that's, a, like, that's a super broad definition of touch. It's like, hey, did you guys watch the Carnello fight in Vegas where he touched the other dude on the face until he bled? <laughs> yeah, that was super weird. And look, I, I get why Republicans are doing this, right? Getting five conservative justices onto the Supreme Court is something they've been dreaming of for 40 years. So they'll do anything to get it done, even if it means normalizing sexual assault. I mean, we're talking about a 15-year-old girl, which I respect. You know, I'm a woman, I respect. And we're talking about a 17-year-old boy in high school with testosterone running high. Tell me what boy hasn't done this in high school. Please, I would like to know. I don't want to brag, but that's... <laughs> that's not normal. I mean, I've heard of lenient parents, but this is some next-level shit. <laughs> but what's interesting is that in one focus group, 
we've seen where the Republican Party is in a nutshell. Our guy's a saint. She's lying about what happened. But if she is telling the truth, it probably wasn't so bad. And even if it was so bad, everyone does it. So who cares? And you know what's amazing to me is that all of this is happening today. It's a very significant day because if you look at my calendar over here (laughs) and you go to see today's date, you'll see that it says, get the out of here, man. (laughs) We'll be right back. There was a lot of big sports news in the past few days, so let's check in with Roy Wood Jr. and Michael Costa for another edition of I Apologize for Talking While You Were Talking. Wood Jr. And I'm Michael Costa Jr. No, you are not, man. Look, football season is in full swing, and there have been some crazy stories. Last week, Buffalo Bills' Vontae Davis retired in the middle of a game. Retired? You don't retire in the middle of a game. If you're losing, that's called quitting, okay? And you don't quit in the middle of a game. Says who? Football's like anything else. It's a job. You leave when you want. I retired from Golden Corral in 1998 in the middle of steak and shrimp night. Unthinkable. Do you think that was an easy decision? It was. Easiest decision I've ever made. But the biggest news out of the NFL is not about who's leaving. It's about who's coming back. The woeful Cleveland Browns did something not seen for 635 days. They won a game. Browns take over. Snapping a 19-game winless streak, a come-from-behind triumph over the New York Jets. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Hey, hey, let's slow down, Browns fan. Why don't you first focus on game four? I'll tell you what I didn't like about this, Costa. Okay. What I didn't like is how everybody in the media is saying they haven't won in 635 days. Yeah. They didn't play every day. It was 19 games. Yeah. It's 19. <laughs> But big numbers make a story sound better. Like when I tell HR I haven't been drunk at work for 970 minutes. So yesterday. Okay, 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 but still, it's pretty amazing that the Browns hadn't won a game since Obama was in office. Exactly, that's my point. They lost those games to protest Trump. Uh. But instead of taking a knee, the Browns took a season. Yeah, yeah I mean, both. Now, The Browns weren't the only people with a big comeback this weekend. The greatest golfer of a generation returning to the top. Tiger Woods is back. An incredible scene Sunday as the golf phenom turned golf legend captured his first PGA win since 2013. Man, it's good to see Tiger back. You guys going to start watching again, Roy? You guys going to start watching golf again? Oh, you mean black people. We hadn't decided yet. It's on the docket for the next black people meeting. We're going to discuss it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like fun. You think I could join one of those meetings? All right, fine. Let's move on. Now, Philadelphia, say hello to your new hockey mascot. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you can't come to the black people meeting. Look. 
I don't know what the hell Philadelphia thinks they're doing, yep. but that thing looks like a Muppet that got kicked off Sesame Street for doing meth. <laughs> All right, man, well, look, we got to wrap this up. The okay. black people meeting is starting soon. Oh, yeah, okay. You know what? I actually, I got a white person meeting as well. well you so. got a what? What? I, I can't have a white you person meeting? That's the promise. Robert Jr. and Michael Costa, everyone. Coming right back. tonight is a New York Times best-selling author whose book, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, is now a movie on Netflix. Please welcome Jenny Han. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Congratulations on the phenomenon that is To All the Boys I've Loved Before. You were already a very successful young adult novel writer, but you have to admit, this movie on Netflix has taken it to the next level. Has your life changed in any dramatic ways? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, more Instagram followers, I guess. Right. Well, that's but everything. That's, that's everything, yeah. That's a, that's a major <laughs> thing, Jenny. I feel like you're supposed to be like, yeah, totally. Yes. Let's talk about... Uh, the, the, the story and the book and I think what people have been connecting with. I am not a young Asian girl. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I know. <laughs> but I found that I wasn't alone in connecting with the story in this film. It really is a love story that brings back everything we associate with high school and life and maybe even things we deal with today in society. Do you think the movie did justice to the book? I think so. Um, I hope so. I feel like... The book is all about that kind of warmth and being cozy at home and being with your friends and family and first love. And I think the movie does capture that. Right. You, you chose to be a part of the story, and that was one of the conditions. And included in that is you said you wanted Laura Jean's character to be played by an Asian girl because that's who was in the book. Why was that so important to you? You know, that's part of why it took so long to get made, because people didn't understand why that was important. And... For me, it was like that was what her spirit was, was that she was Asian-American. And it didn't have anything to do with the plot, which is why people were confused. Because right. they were like, well, you know, as long as the actor can, you know, get the spirit across, then it's, you don't care about age or race. And I was like, but her spirit is Asian, so it's important. Right. And, um, you know, it's really about, it's not her whole identity, but it's like a part of her identity. A lot of the time, people think that, you know, inclusion in stories is about just telling the stories of the color of the people in the movie. And so when studio executives said to you, oh, but she doesn't have to be Asian because she's not doing Asian things, you felt like it was about more than that. I mean, I've never seen a movie, um, a teen movie, very few romantic comedies even, where the lead was Asian. So to me, I wanted teenage girls to have that experience right. that I never got to have. And it's, 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 it's connected with everyone and what I love about the story is how authentic it is. Thanks. You know, I feel like we all, we all used to experience rom-coms when we were younger. And then at some point, I'm going to say it like American Pie, it became about like screwing pies and things <laughs> like that. No, and then it became very fratish yeah, for true. a long time. It's it true. really changed what we saw as like a romantic movie. But this has taken it back. This is connected with people. Do you think you know why it's been so successful? I think that people want to see a love story. People want to feel like warmth and again, cozy. I mean, right. right now the world is very chaotic every single day and it's nice to just be at home and like make some cocoa and sit on the couch and just be chilling. Right. And Netflixing. <laughs> and Netflixing. Yeah. Whatever that means to you at home. 
whether you Netflix or whether you don't, that's up to you. You can Netflix. Well, uh, tons of people on Netflixing. I know this is the first book of many that is gonna be turned into a movie. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank I appreciate you. you. The book for all the boys I've loved before. It's fantastic and it is available now and the movie is streaming on Netflix. Jenny Han, everybody. The Sirius XM Comedy Central radio show You Up with Nikki Glazer is now, now a podcast. podcast. Join me, Nikki Glazer, and my best friend, Tom Takar, as we overshare stuff about our personal lives. We give perspective on dating and sex. And make fun of whatever or whoever else deserves it. Check out some of the latest episodes featuring great interviews with Tracy Morgan, Amy Schumer, Amber Tamblin, and more. Subscribe now to You Up with Nikki Glazer on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Listen to You Up every morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM's Comedy Central Radio, Channel 95. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.